So one of the most fundamental wisdom realizations of our experience in meditation is realization of changeability, change, inconstancy, impermanence, anichang. Some of this is very modest recognition because it doesn't take much to notice that things change. There's a particular depth, an ongoing penetration of experience that makes this realization uh, transformational and liberating. And so this is in much incorporated not as a philosophical recognition, but as an insight practice. So with insight practice you're penetrating the structures, the states of mind, the mindsets, the mind mechanisms, the, the what the mind sets up. And fundamentally, uh, the really crucial thing that uh, the mind sets up is the sense of an inner person, someone in here, who is a foundation, a fixed position. The world changes around him or her. She or he is looking out through those eyes and trying to make sense of the world. And perhaps even noticing that things are changing. And yet this one is that which we, with insight, begin to look into. Itself as ephemeral. That's transformational. And so as with any meditation practice, uh, instead of a foundation, it's a place where you feel most stable, resilient, free from pressure. Uh, when I say a place, I say maybe it's a state where the body feels settled, balanced, it's not compressed, it's not agitated, it's not strained, and it's there, it's in entirety, and you can feel that just as a, uh, the Buddha likened it to a, a post which you can tether mind, sight, sound to. It doesn't run out. You can say it's a sense of here, even more simply, being here. Being here that's got no geographical location. It's a here-ness if you like, within you. Mm. 
And you see, just gently navigating to that. So, you know, pretty standard practice. Keep putting things outside the door that are not needed. Tomorrow, yesterday, ongoing topics. Just not wrangling with them, just saying put them outside the door for this time. So that one will be able to review them from a really stable, cool, unstressed place. Mm. This unstressed place is. Um, It takes a little bit of steering. The body knows how to relax. Breathing knows how to relax, to breathe out completely. Does it? There's the silence. Does that create any pressure? Silence? Does it make you feel agitated or comfortable? Mm. Mm. where's your place where you feel you can just rest here it's a gift not something you have to work hard for, but almost release the complexities of shoulds and ought and wasn't and will be. Releasing those, give yourself the opportunity to receive the gift of presence. This is very much not the normal work-a-day model where we're always leaning into the future, past, could-be's, maybe. Energy is pretty much tilted all the time. So this takes quite a bit of gentle coaxing, releasing, And time to linger in and dwell in that 
Doesn't mean things aren't shifting around. But you're not in all that. You're not wrangling with it, tangling with it. Can you deepen that sense of presence? Use your body. You can feel your entire body, soles of your feet, chest, throat, fingers, head. So if it's if it's it's a kind of a, almost like a balloon. You will feel the whole thing, full of energy, various kinds, and breathing in, breathing out, turbulences get steadied, soothed through that. There's often a silence associated with presence. It's just silence which comes from the quietening of the will. So we're not driving forwards or backwards or upwards or downwards. And just that relaxing of that formidable and normal energy that we have to be doing creates a kind of a silence and an openness. It's also associated with being simply present. Mm-hmm. Get to know these foundations, this how this foundation feels for you.
As a last uh, tip, don't be too uh, immediate about closing your eyes, uh, because uh, close your eyes, you don't necessarily close your mind. You can just fall into the turbulence of the mind unprepared. Hmm? When I mean the mind, I mean the thinking, emoting, memory, perceptions, imaginations. This tremendously powerful cocktail of turbulences and shifts, drives. You can go into that without your foundation. (laughs) Just swing around in it. And so one easy way to not go into it is to have your eyes slightly open. Just give you some leverage where you're not falling into the mind stream. Don't look at anything in particular, just let the light enter. A sense of wakefulness which the open eyes encourage. Relax around the eyes. Keep them gentle, quiet and steady. Nothing, no look not pointing on any detail, just the simple expansive as if you're looking into the horizon. Just enough to encourage wakefulness and to not drift into the currents of the mind. Or of course the bodily states. fatigue or restlessness and by not drifting into them you gradually terminate their power and there is a restoring of balance and energy that comes just through that holding presence So as you find and get a feeling for that uh, place, you could say, presence, disengagement, non-compulsive, awake, aware, 
so standing at the gates of the mind through which, within which all kinds of <laughs> your world turns in all its shapes and forms mm. how is that? future, past other people concerns hopes irritations regrets uncertainties Let's get a overall, without going to any particular feel, get a feeling for that, that minding, mind doing its thing. Stand at the gates, don't go in yet, stand at the gates. We look through the gates, what's in there? It's change, dynamic, shifting, soft, strong, sinking, rising. Sum it all up. This is there's nothing, there's no thing in this. There's not one thought after another. There's just thoughtfulness bubbling, moving. Contemplate that as an energy. Don't get concerned about the topics. You go from the topic to the emotional energy, whether it's agitated, uh, Fuzzy, eager, puzzled, frustrated, jubilant, these emotional flavours, don't go into them. This is just the changes, different change, energies changing, mental energy changing, like the stream, the ripples, the dazzles. standing at the gates no obligation to stop what's happening to judge it and be spacious about all that with its 
disappointingly petty, worldly, infantile. <laughs> Be spacious. Just, uh-huh. Begin to lessen the reactivity to all that. And you begin to lessen the identification, the person who is picking away at themselves, assessing themselves, thought, thought, process. Mood process, thoughts and moods mixed together. One uh, supporting each other. What happens if we are just standing still, not leaning in, not tightening up, not suppressing, not adopting, standing still at the gates of the mind? with a sense of spaciousness enjoying that spaciousness Feeling spaciousness makes your your awareness feels broader, more comfortable, and there's even a generous, loving quality to it. Like you're really not contesting and judging anything. And how's that feel?
Notice also when uh, something comes up that snags, not really stronger feeling. Mm. Trying to find the right answer, real something you really need to solve. Get the right thought, the right response, clarity. Get it certain. You know that. What happens with a certain tightening, and the person is born. You recognise oh, somebody there now. Here I am trying to figure it out. The person arises, trying to get the right idea, the right thought, and get rid of the wrong one. Get rid of the uncertainty and get certainty. Get rid of the complaining and feel contented. The person arises. Pause. Do you know how to step back? Return back to your foundational presence. You know, go back, step back from the gate. Step back through the gate, standing outside the gate. Do you know how to do that? Is that possible? Do we feel the person, that person who is in there, changes, disappears? No longer an actor in that movie. You can uh, practice with that process. Mm. So surely sooner or later some other topic comes up, pulls, you find yourself as being dragged in and the person arises. 
who can't succeed at stopping that thought or finding the right one. The person arises, suffering arises. The person is trying to get the right thought and it doesn't happen. What happens is a tightening, gripping, holding. Then think of another thought. Unsatisfactory. Notice that. Now you can spend a long time trying to find the right thought or feeling annoyed, disappointed that you can't quite get it together. Or you could actually just move out of that. Make the presence the person disappears again. Dissolves. Back to presence.
and there are other currents feeling of health or well-being or lack of it feeling sick, not feeling so good tired or depleted or physical discomfort or just not feeling very well quality of uh, energy and feeling and how one really doesn't want it the bad stuff the unpleasant dull uh, painful uncomfortable Challenging. Really, what we're doing is to uh, not make a person out of it. So we can want to feel clear and bright and vigorous and strong. But no. That's not happening. touching into time and time again that place of here with some not very agreeable conditions dismal conditions with some compassion Some allowing, lessening expectation. All these uh, expectations and standards that we create as the ideal can be a foundation for suffering. Being the right person and there isn't one falling with a person identifying with a mood, feeling, energy health, condition thought whatever suffering even if it's a good thought So, you know, this quality of, you know, relinquishment, being present with change, change of the person, and changing from the person to the transcendent. In that shift, the wonderful Dhamma arises, spaciousness, compassion, equanimity, clarity.
ending of suffering. So as we uh, come to the end of our session, it's again returning, finding where you can find that place of presence, Mm. what it is and what it isn't. not a feeling, it's not a mood, it's not a concoction. It's an incredibly natural gift we don't have to make. But recognize, take refuge in.
And as a way forward, you might notice what particular concerns were strongest for you. Your regrets about your behavior, conduct, or take note of that. Aspirations and wishes. Take note of what seemed to be the most salient condition, salient thought, salient attitude that you should uh, see as a message saying, hey, be careful about that. This really gets you. This really gets you, doesn't it? Be careful about who you become, that you really get into this, don't you? It's got some power to it. And take steps in your life to say, yeah, less of that, less buying into that. Notice also what particular recognitions, attitudes arose that helped you to release your clinging, your attachment to thoughts, what quality of compassion or generosity or firmness or resilience enabled you you to release your clinging, your stuckness with a state. You can withdraw without fighting. These are then your Dhamma guardians. And uh, in a meditation practice, we have the opportunity to, to notice these, the guardians that come up in our practice to remind us and to guide us in our daily lives.